This is part three of a three-part podcast. Put Paul's brain on your plot. Do you have a hunk of land but don't know where to start? Do you have a world-changing permaculture idea and you need some feedback? Do you feel like the guy in overalls may inexplicably hold the keys to all your wildest permaculture and homesteading dreams? Well, you're probably wrong. But if you want to give it a go anyway, you can hire Paul for a consultation. He will be all yours for a whole entire hour. Schedule your Paul conversation today at permies.com slash consult. permies.com slash consult. Let's get back. So you're saying nonprofit. I was saying maybe advertise to affiliate marketing people, people that are looking for things to market. Like, what do I tell my big-ass audience about next? And so maybe the thing to do is to advertise to those affiliate marketing groups. And this is, of course, the whole podcast is about how to spend $500,000 in such a way that it'll be, uh, it'll, it'll change the world for the better and it'll be a perpetual motion machine. So I think that, you know, so far what, what has come of all of this is this is really hard. This huh. is really, really hard. This is not as easy as you might think. All right. Let me ask a question. Do you, do you consider the, the Kickstarters a worthwhile event? I mean, you've done so many successful ones. Do you consider that as something where it's like, oh, if I had time, I would just run continuous Kickstarters or are you already tapped out in that space? Cause I know how much they're a ridiculous amount of energy. They, they do. They take an enormous amount of energy. And what's, what's always becomes hilarious is when somebody says, Hey, stop spamming me. And it's like, well, okay. I, first of all, do you think I enjoy writing all these emails? It's not like I'm sitting here thinking like, boy, you know what I'd like to do with my time is write some more emails. Um, uh, and then the second thing is, is like, while you were saying stop spamming me, um, I had another 150 people, uh, back the Kickstarter from this, this email that you're complaining about. And so, um, and that's kind of what it is, is you send out all these emails. Sometimes you send an email and it, seven more people back the Kickstarter. And then you send a different email, 150 people back the Kickstarter and 20 people for the next email and so on and so forth. And you just keep sending these things out. So this Kickstarter, I'm trying to send out fewer emails, but instead do some community love and stuff in the secret inner circle forum. And it's, that's, that's turning out to be dumb. It's not working. The, you know, uh, we're having lots of great conversations, but um, it's not leading to more people backing the Kickstarter. And so, and there's a lot of people that are dependent upon how much the Kickstarter brings in to be how much money they're going to end up with. And granted, those people that are going to be so angry about how little the Kickstarter brings in, they're not doing a fucking thing to help the Kickstarter. They just want to get their money. Hey, why didn't you do everything right so I can get more money? <laughs> but to answer your question, um, I I think that Kickstarter is something that is working. Plus, it's like when I put out a new podcast, I hear from one or two people. Um. And sometimes it's not kind. And um, 
when I put out a Kickstarter and it gets 2,000 backers who put up at least a dollar, and I think the average is like 50 bucks, I'm sorry, that's that's somebody giving you a strong pat on the back and slipping a 20 in your pocket. I mean, that feels way better than putting out a podcast and you get one response and sometimes it isn't kind. So so you're saying like, because your question is kind of like about, well, obviously it makes some money, but do you like doing that? Do you, do I enjoy it? And it's like, I enjoy the making the podcasts mostly because when somebody on Permies asks a question and there's a reply that says, well, Paul once said in a podcast, and they're right, that recording that podcast was brilliant and awesome and soul-feeding and the best. That's great. So... Uh, that's what I get out of the podcast. Um, when I put out a video where I think this is going to be the video that's going to go viral, this video changes the world, and then it gets 300 views, and I put so much of my soul and love into it, and it's like, that's, that's it. In the meantime, other videos, which look like total shit to me, are getting 15 million views. I'm baffled. And and when people go onto the Internet and they say, climate change, we're all fucked now. And I try to say, like, well, but, 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 what about this? The rocket bass eaters and the, the, the clotheslines and the, you know, and I get zero upvotes. Or I'll get downvoted. Or, you know, the whole thing about uh big oil, which we talked about in our previous podcast, you know, whether it's their AI bots or that it's uh, – it's human people, it doesn't matter, uh, fighting against what we're doing. So I'll say yes, doing a Kickstarter, doing a Kickstarter and having it break all my previous Kickstarter records, that is soul building. Worth it. Worth it. Um, and it provides the operating capital we need to do more stuff. Um what if you invested in that then? I mean, you've already got expertise in this area. And so I'm coming back to that certified space now, it's an Abbey or whatever you choose, you know, cause your Kickstarters are so successful, pick the next one and make it big and make it bold and actually throw some money at it. And, and then put your advertising through Facebook and Google and targeted advertising. That's really getting people interested in the Kickstarter. Yeah. I think that, at yeah. the end of the at the end of all of this list, I think that um, there is a lot to what you're saying, and that is feed the Kickstarter engine. Have yeah, more it works because because it works. It's satisfying, and and it is in its own way a perpetual motion machine. Um, now, of course, you know we get the money back from the Kickstarter, and then we use those funds for a variety of other things, some of which could be the fodder for a future Kickstarter, and of course. Much like what was mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, there's a lot of failure. And it's like, yeah, you know, so we try a bunch of stuff and face plant. And it's like, but we just keep trying and trying and trying some more. And it's like, so, yeah, 
at the moment, this is part of our engine. And so if we were given $500,000, um, I do think that there would be a lot of this. In fact, I think that a lot of the stuff that you suggested very early on is going to be a component combined with the Kickstarters. Okay, you get your hand up again. Yeah, what if you make, I mean, so if the goal is a, a money-making engine, make the Kickstarter specifically about something that's going to make money. And so, again, Allerton Abbey or anything like that where it's like, oh, yeah, now people can come out and have their herb farm experience, but it's not going to be a big time investment energy of you, like, running a herb farm restaurant. Instead, it would be, oh, you're coming out and seeing permaculture homesteading, but you're staying in this really sweet space, like, check this out, and you're paying premium coin to do it, and the Kickstarter is to like deck that all out and it includes you gardening and doing the things that you love all in one nice package and so yeah you throw a hundred thousand dollars at it and you raise whatever money you can on that really market this kickstarter huge but the end result is a money maker like right now your kickstarters have been the end result is something useful to the world the end result of this one the goal would be money maker and something useful to the world I think if I, you know, part of me is thinking like if if somebody gave me $500,000 at this time, I think part of what I would do is probably contact some of the people that teach for the PTJ and see if they could come out here for a significant block of time and um, do what needs doing to get Allerton Abbey to 100%. Get it yeah. finished. Yeah, kickstarter that. And, um, and it's possible that if we were to, if, the, if, if we had success with that and we told the world about it, hell, maybe we'd get 20 more people in the boot camp to assist with that while it's going on. Yeah. Um, now you're saying, you're saying kickstart that, but now let me just give you some, some really good clarity here. If you do a thing and say, Hey, Kickstarter, if you guys give me this much money, I will finish Alderson Abbey and make a movie about it and give you the movie, um, then uh, obligation is poison. Yeah. All right? Now, of course, what's going to happen is, is that before doing the Kickstarter, you've made arrangements with these four people to come out and do this work. Um, and all these other people have made their commitments. And if you have a, I don't know, an 85% flake-out rate, which is kind of the norm, then um, uh, suddenly you're in a hell of a pickle to meet the obligations of the Kickstarter. Only don't tie it to people, like don't tie it to specific individuals. Instead, say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna girdify Allerton Abbey and make this epic." And what you're paying for for your Kickstarter is a release of each component as we roll it out. So it's not a hard deadline on this, but you're going to get this continuous stream and it's you making YouTube videos and things that you already do, you know, and then you're like, you reach out to these other people that get benefits for this, like, hey, you're going to be a part of this because this is what we're sharing, but it's not dependent on them showing up. And so you have these awesome people that you already have the contacts with, whether or not they show up is not is not a requirement for the Kickstarter, but there's benefit because these Kickstarters have so many people following them. And when you send those messages out, they go to the audience of everybody that contributed. So there's benefit for these people that you've already worked with coming out and being a part of this. And, you know, yeah. Once again, everything you're saying, great ideas. Really love this strategy. It won't work, but it is a wonderful idea. Wait, why won't it work? Because the people won't come out. 
No, no, no. You're, you're doing the Kickstarter is like, we're going to finish. You're saying it doesn't have to be specific people. I'm going to pick up a chainsaw and an axe and I'll go out there and I'll set up a camera on a tripod and point it at me while I finish Alderton Abbey. (laughs) Of course, I'll sacrifice everything else. You know, I'll sacrifice and, and it's like basically the, the things that I'll be sacrificing are profound and immense and huge. Here's, here's what my strategy is, is, is that I would love, as is, to fill the boot camp. 20 people in the boot camp and 200 people on a waiting list. If I can have that, I can make everything else happen. And so the Wait, what camp- if you, on that line though, so yeah, what if you, what if you do this a piece at a time then, like we were talking about before, and that's the idea is like, okay, you are throwing an event. How many people show up to the event doesn't matter though, because it's really a Kickstarter is the focus. You're paying somebody to come out, so they're paid to show up, you know, and if they don't show up the week you want, you can make it happen. Like they're under contract with you to come out and do what you need them to do, and your Kickstarter is about <laughs> that. No? Oh, is this so hilarious? <laughs> under contract. Good luck with that. What does that mean? It means fucking nothing. Well, I mean the people you've already worked with. Not random people. Look, These are people that you already have a relationship the, with. Look at the Greenhouse movie. Look at the Greenhouse movie. Josiah finished that build because Josiah is a fucking rock star. But I got to tell you, for the last half of the build, he was soaking in obligation as poison. Right. He, he said, I, Paul, you can count on me. I will do this. And while I'm totally used to people saying that and I know they're lying and I, or I'm totally used to people saying that and I can't tell if they're lying or telling the truth, doesn't matter. They probably will find a reason to get out of it. For some reason, when Josiah presented this to me, I fucking believed him and I just knew him well enough to know if he says he's going to do it, I know he's going to do it. And he did. He came through. He did it. But I also got to tell you, he suffered from obligation as poison. And um, and it was because all those people who backed the Kickstarter were all expecting it to be done and stuff like that. And if Josiah didn't carry it through, then it probably would have just stopped and it would still be an unfinished project. And so... That movie exists because Josiah is a rock star. Now, one of the, one of the things you keep bringing up is just hire a person or just get a volunteer or just this and just that and just people, people, just people, just people. Wait, wait, you and said it falls, that you wait, wait, I gotta say my thing. <laughs> so, uh, and in a podcast somewhere in the past, I talked about the Favicon problem. And the Favicon problem is where you live way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere. And if somebody's going to come out and be part of what you're doing, they got to drop everything in their pre, in their existing life to come out. And while the Favicon thing just sounds so dreamy, then it's kind of like, that's just, it's, it's, it's not dreamy enough. And while the pay was profound, it wasn't profound enough. Then we tried to do the thing with Gamcod where we, we said, 
we'll pay a hundred thousand dollars for ten months worth of work. We couldn't pull it off. We couldn't make it work with with a hundred thousand dollars for one person to work for ten months on gardening, not even farming, on gardening. And and it's like we we couldn't get the people. We couldn't get the people to do it. So for all of this stuff, we talk about all of these things, and it's like, holy shit, if you can't bring five gardeners in at $100,000 a pop, I mean, I think that that kind of paints a really important picture about something, doesn't it? So, all right. Um, I, You know what? Cindy, you you haven't said anything for a while. What what's on your mind? Well, two things. One is I'm very interested to hear what is on the rest of your list. And <laughs> the second thing, uh, you, you told us about a couple at the front and then the very last item, but um, maybe there might be some items in the middle you haven't mentioned. But the other thing is that, um, and I'm, I'm trying to kind of go off the off the beaten path a little bit when a couple couple years ago we were traveling in ireland and they used to have a big um well they had a lot of sheep right but they don't really have uh, a, a very good economy associated with the sheep and the wool it all gets sent to china and there's no real money in it for the sheep farmers and when we were checking out um, at, at one of these uh, little places that was kind of telling you about how they do the, the all the processing of the wool, there was this little tiny, I mean, less than an inch tall, little sheep that had been strung together with uh, some brightly colored string. And it was they, they had a whole bunch of them sitting around the cash register. And so we picked one up. They were, they were pretty inexpensive. And, and we thought, oh, that's really cute. So we bought it. And when I, as I was paying for it, the guy said, oh, he goes, you don't realize. He says, that sheep saved a couple family lives. And, and, and that little little thing was an inch tall. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He went on to say that when the uh, kind of the bottom dropped out a few years ago, that one of the ladies that was in the families um, started making these as a as a way to just try to make a couple bucks and apparently it took off. And so they're, you know, they're just small enough that people are willing to, you know, and they're cute that people are willing to buy them as uh, a little, a little, you know, memory or, or whatever. The point of the story is that there is something potentially small enough with not a big financial investment that makes people, you know, happy or interested or whatever, that, you know, a broader segment than people who are just permaculture people and making that available as something that can be sold or resold. I, I agree. Um, I, I kind of feel like a lot of the products that we have, in fact, the Better World book, we – did our best to direct it to level zero, level one people. So it would be a much broader audience. Um, and it seems like I talk to authors all the time who are selling like 3,000 to 6,000 books a month. And, um, the Better World book sells like, I don't know, uh, 30 to 50 a month. 
It's, it's like it's barely moving. And, um, I mean, at some point in time, and, and frankly, I put my all into that book as well as the skip book. And, um, I, I feel like I super polished it, that the message in there is super excellent. And, um, at some point in time, you, you gotta just embrace that uh, I am not, I am not as good of an author as I wish I was or, you know, whatever it is, the book just isn't, isn't moving, you know, and, uh, but at the same time, so, so, come up with a little sheep, sell the little sheep, appeal to other, uh, audiences. And it's like, oh man, we keep going through that every day. And it's like, um, and, uh, and that, and part of me is kind of like, you know what? Apparently my stuff just isn't that good or isn't just, just isn't that appealing. And yet at the same time, I have much like Jay, <laughs> I have this idea in my head of what I need, need to accomplish. And, and I know I've mentioned this in past podcasts. There's 10 SEP units of stuff I need to get done. And the way that I get it done is with community. And it's got to be a bunch of people that are bonkers about the same flavor of permaculture that I'm bonkers about. <laughs> And I gotta, I gotta do it. I mean, I think that a normal, rational person, when the whole thing with the slumlord thing came out or the Fouch video came out, they would have dropped all of this and gone on to a new chapter in their life. But A, if the worst thing anybody can say about me is stuff that's made up, kind of proves you're fucking awesome. The stuff those guys said was all bullshit. It was just through and through bullshit. And, and it's like, so I know I'm amazing because they desperately needed to say something ugly about me and they had nothing, nothing. So I know I'm, as far as like they were questioning my ethics or something like that or my decency. And I think I've been proven to be pretty fucking amazing in that space. Then at the on top of all of that, uh, so I so it's like not holding you back because, but it's like basically it has we've gone from selling at every event to like it's t- it's tough to fill an event, and uh, it's like okay, that's because of the whole because of those two things, um, is my guess, you know, or I'm just not that good at this. Frankly, I think that my philosophies and my ideas about permaculture are excellent. And, uh, and, and I, and I feel so good about them that I just keep going. And, um, uh, here I am. I've been on this property for 10 years now and uh, I was making podcasts and YouTube videos for many years before I got this property. And, and it's like, I just keep going and going and going and going and going now. Um, and it's, and I'm not, and, and, and the, I, I don't know how to prove this. Cause I'm going to say a thing that's difficult to prove. I think I live very humbly. 
So when a bunch of money comes in from a Kickstarter, I think I'm very frugal. And of course, the point of this whole podcast today is if I got $500,000, how would I spend it? And I think the answer is not going to Vegas, although I do know Katie lives in Hawaii, and every once in a while I think about wouldn't it be nice, but I cannot, I, I can't, I I would go crazy going to Hawaii just as a vacation person. Um, but years ago, there was somebody who said that they were going to set up an event and they were going to, and I was going to come out and be a speaker for the event and they were going to pay for my airfare and stuff. I was totally in then, but that event never materialized. And then somebody else said they were going to do that. That event never materialized. And since then, one more person has said that they're going to make that event materialize and then they did not. So, all right. The, the key is, um, you're saying reach more markets. I agree. And I spend enormous amounts of time trying to do that. And, um, um, and I can't seem to stop. And so I, I agree. I agree with your analysis. Um, uh, try to, try to interest people outside of the world of permaculture. I think that that's very wise and I am trying. And um clearly I'm not doing a particularly good job, although because of the Kickstarter for the Better World book, um I uh we sold I think right now we're at somewhere around thirty thousand, maybe more than thirty thousand copies sold total. But most of that is because of the Kickstarter. So um I don't know, I've infected brains with that stuff. And I, I imagine that a lot of people that bought several of the books, there's, they, they've never been opened, but that's okay. Um, uh, I feel like it's high quality. And, uh, the, in fact, everybody who's in on this call, you're all backing my, uh, Patreon for podcast stuff. So, um, you know, clearly you must believe in, the, in this stuff to some degree. Uh, at least that much to, to at least pony up a couple of bucks a month, uh, kind of a thing. And, uh, which by the way, if there were more people backing the Patreon, we would make more podcasts because it's like we need the money to run all the things. I mean, right now, right now, our primary vehicle for moving dirt is, is this, this truck we call Judy and Judy is sad. And, and really, and the, and the mechanics that work on Judy say, don't bring Judy in anymore. We don't want her here. You, it, you are, you guys are way past time to replace that rig. And it's like, don't have the money to replace it. So there's a bunch of earthwork stuff that we just don't do anymore. There's a bunch of other stuff. We needed to go get some gravel. We couldn't do it. We needed to go get some materials. We needed to go move some logs around. We couldn't do it. Because that vehicle is just that offline. So we're trying to pull everything together, I don't know, on peanuts. And, and yeah, try to appeal to a bigger audience. I mean, did I, did I cover this sufficiently? Um, did I address the quest? Did I address the point being made 
appeal to a bigger audience? I think we are. Um, and, and at the end of the list, I'm going to talk about how I think the big thing to do is to bring in more VAs. Because the VAs do contact other groups and try to develop relationships with other groups. All right. Did I cover it? Did I talk about it enough? Did I touch on it enough? Did I answer the question or did I ramble? A little bit of both. (laughs) All right. Earlier, Uh, earlier you said, you said you thought about like just paying some of the experts that you've already worked with and have come out and taught to complete different things. Did I hear that correctly or? Right. Right. But, but as I said with the Judy example, we're broke. Boy, we need this Kickstarter to do good. And it looks like it ain't. So we're going to be, I think we need to prepare to be broke for a while. Hi, this is Mark. There are a lot of reasons to get angry these days, but I prefer to focus on the positive things that we each can do to make this world a better place. The book Building a Better World in Your Backyard, Instead of Being Angry at Bad Guys, is a great resource for just that. Instead of throwing my arms up in frustration at governments or big corporations, there's a list of ideas that we each can tackle to affect change. Information about this book and other resources can be found at permies.com. So, I mean, I guess if you did, well, back to the original point of $500,000 and creating a money-making machine. So if these are people you have a relationship with where you can trust them to actually come out and deliver and you can use that to run more Kickstarters that generate more than they, than they cost to pay those people to do that. And at the same time, you're focusing on Allerton Abbey, Gertified Space, you know, fixing this vehicle. And investing in the things that support community, which you said is the number one goal is like if you could build your community bigger, then you would have more, you know, people on site to be able to do all the different things. Yeah. It seems like that's the best investment of your time and energy right there. And you're working with people you already trust and supporting people you, so, you care about. And of course, we have to avoid obligation is poison. And that the, the thing that I try to point out with the greenhouse movie is that that was some pretty powerful poison for Josiah. Yeah. To get the, but he did it. He got it done. He bullied through the poison. But the, the lesson we learned is don't do that again. So what we've been doing is we'll host an event or we will build a thing or we will do something. And then when it's pretty much done and we've got like either video or whatever other artifacts go with it, like writing a book. I've been working on this book with mud for the last two years, a new rocket mass heater book. Um, but we're not going to start the Kickstarter until the book is done. And so same thing about Allerton Abbey. We got to get the thing done before we take the, you know, try to, try to do a movie or whatever as a Kickstarter. That's what we've learned is, is that we have to do it where it's not an element of poison. It's like doing it. I mean, the poison thing has almost killed some other projects in the past and it has killed some projects that you guys don't know about but um the 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 thing is is that's a that's a tough element to try to work with okay uh Cindy you got your hand up sorry i never put it down oh okay amy you got your hand up Yes, I keep thinking that we need to get you in front of a larger audience. I agree. And good. Uh, and as a 
Okay, you're cutting out real bad, Amy. Is your okay. internet okay or is it my internet? Again. Okay. So I'm going to um, just talk about, while we're waiting it. for Amy to get her internet lined up, I'm going to say, now? oh, now we're better. I can hear you clearly. Okay. Um, as snake oily and slimy as it sounds, I want to see you on a TED Talk stage. Already been done. That will be- Okay. Can we do it again? I don't know. With a different aspect? Sure. I'm okay with it. Because people need to see things more than once. That's true. So, And I um, feel like you have so much to offer in so many different facets. The other option that I had was getting into vocational agricultural schools where the Building a Better World book could be part of a curriculum. It could be an elective area where they're at least reading it and doing reports on it, where you could do Zoom calls to that would keep you at Wheaton Labs but give them exposure to it. Because I guarantee you when I was that age, I had no idea that this world existed, and I really wish I would have. I would have, I would have moved to Missoula. Um, I'm, and instead I followed down the world path and found you in my 50s, and that's really unfortunate for me. I'm surprised we don't have a 1,000 people a year wanting to come be here just it's for the aspect of skip. They, they just don't know. Right. And, that's, and it's that's like, why we need to increase your exposure. Okay. Well, I, I think if there's one thing I've learned is, um, I don't know. I mean, there's things that I know about how to increase exposure for things. And I do my best to help out other people with the resources that I have. But, um, how to increase exposure to FFA folks? I have no idea. Um, and and we are talking about FFA, right? I mean, we can do FFA, we can do VOAG programs, we can do tech schools. 4-H. Because I guarantee you, there are people in tech schools who would love to learn roundwood building techniques. So, um, I, I, yeah, there's, there's. there's that's that's what you want. I feel like if we had 20 people in the boot camp right now, um, uh, I would I would try to find a way to bring a ringer by once a week. And, in fact, that's one of the things that comes down later on my list is, you know, because, like, when, when talking about this idea with Jeff, the idea was is to set up more events. But, I, you know, what about the idea of bringing in a ringer or somebody who could lead an event of some sort? And then it's like if nobody buys a ticket and nobody shows up, then then they just lead the boots in the boot camp. And it's like that sounds great. Um, as as is, and and in fact, um, one of the things. Oh, and it, oh, and I'm sorry about this tangent. I'm going to do a tangent, and it's like so. Jay was talking about having his people do research on certain topics, and it's like um, Jay. Uh, we asked for people for volunteers to do research for our rocket mass heater project where it was the heat infographic. And uh, while a lot of people gladly lined up to tell Mud and I what to do, when we asked for people to help us create the infographic, 100% of those people disappeared. 
And um, now I think that there might have been one or two people that looked up some information on each of the rows. But in the end, Mud and I had to plow through it on our own. And so we now have hundreds of hours put into meetings where we would take one of the rows and 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 go through the numbers. But it would have been great to have had somebody who would um, uh, do do the research, do it thoroughly and completely, and um, make it easier on me and Mud. Now, Bo went and he fed it to some sort of AI thing, which came back with information that for certain things where we knew the answers, we knew that half of it or more was wrong. And so for things where we needed to do the research, we were like, oh, we, we can't trust the AI thing. So, um, all right. Um, I'm going to now kind of kind of get back onto the list. All right. So the last thing I said is maybe advertise to affiliate marketing peeps because all of the content that I currently have is available with a 50% affiliate fee. And so um, the next item was, because this is all under the, the heading of advertising, the next item was advertising uh, the boot camp to universities. I have no idea how we might do that, but it does seem like uh, a lot of a lot of college students are kind of trying to figure out what they want to do for the summer, and so I'm going to mute Amy. Uh, all right, uh, next one. Oh, here's an idea from from Andreas, and I don't understand this, but he said the next ten thousand people get the free Heat movie for free. And I'm not quite sure how that works to be a form of advertising, but, um, uh, you know, I wrote it down because Andreas said it and Andreas is a very smart guy and he's been, you know, uh, uh, armpit deep in all of this stuff for years now. And so that's a possibility. Um, when it comes to, uh, um, permies, um, now granted, again, this is all stuff like, what are things we do if we got $500,000? Uh, for the permies.com community, um, first, first suggestion is SEO. Like, we would probably be smart to spend time professionally having somebody figure out our SEO stuff. And, um, uh, and it's like, it's just, it's a big, big, big area. And I don't even know where we would begin. I, I have a couple of shitty ideas, but, um, there's a lot to be done there. And then maybe, you know, if a, a good SEO person is found and hired, then, and then, uh, uh, or, or even contracted out, then we do whatever's and then that means that it brings more income in. And so, and we're also infecting more brains, which is great, which is the mission of the $500,000, uh, which includes software upgrades for better SEO. Um, another item that made the list was an annual staff gathering. 
So the idea is, is that maybe staff would like to do, be more involved. The permies.com all volunteer staff. Maybe they would like more things, uh, do more things and be more active if we had like an annual gathering. Uh, also it says candy for top performing volunteer staff. So I know, uh, I think that this is like not literal candy, but I know that, um, for, Code Ranch, uh, there was a time when the people that were the most active on Code Ranch all got a, a, a really nice Code Ranch jacket. And so it's like, maybe that would be a thing that we would do. Um, all right. Uh, the next item on the list is, uh, boot camp. Um, and so, uh, Right now, I have a thing that says that if somebody is in the boot camp and they make a video, which ends up in my YouTube channel, that they get $400 a video. And so I think it wouldn't take much time to edit two or three videos a week on a Saturday, and then you'd be making, you know, $1,000 a week. Uh, while spending your day in the boot camp and then a couple of hours on the weekend doing video editing. Um, I got a note here saying I'd like to see more coin in the BRK, but this is something where the BRK is in really bad shape. Um, the only, anytime anybody rings the bell for the BRK, then the only money that they get is the money that I have been, I don't know, uh, stewarding where somebody said, hey, Paul, here's $5,000. I want you to give it out to BRK, this much money per time they ring the bell. Or uh, that one guy, he gave me $30,000. And he said, this is for when... People hit 700 posts in the BRK, which Des did, and Des got $10,000. And so we've still got $20,000 sitting out there for people who want to come and do the BRK. But the key is, is that apparently a bunch of other people said, I'll put up money whenever you ring the bell, and they don't pay anything. I, I think... The last several times, I am the only person that's paid, but I could be wrong about that. But that seems to be what I'm told. But it could be that what I'm told is wrong. But I know I know that the stuff that I'm stewarding is getting paid to them. And so they are continuing to do the BRK, but I don't think anybody else is. So it's like, um, I don't know. Is this indicative of all the things? Is this, cause like earlier there was this talk about volunteers. Well, well, permies.com is managed entirely by volunteers. And yet I gotta have an assistant because a lot of times there's a thing that needs to be done and I need to turn it over to somebody and know that they're going to have it done by the end of the day. Whereas when I turn it over to a volunteer, there's like a 10 or 15% chance it'll be done by the end of the day. Even if they said, I promise it'll be done by the end of the day. They're volunteers. They don't have to ever do anything. So. Um, all right. The BRK is in bad shape. I think that the BRK is a cool program and really helps to build the boot camp, which is so critical. But 
it it has needs. It has because it's supposed to be a biological reverse Kickstarter. Well, the biological has completely failed, with the exception of me. And and frankly, I wish somebody else managed this part. And I, it's like, uh, but damn, I think that if it wasn't, in fact, I know if it wasn't for me managing this these bits, and it was because I knew these individuals one on one. Then, um, I think that the BRK would be dead right now. There'd be zero in it. All right. For the bit, for the boot camp, the next one is Bitcoin for ringers. So like, um, oh, a good example. JR came out for two and a half weeks, um, uh, this spring. He was awesome. And, um, and basically taught the boots a ton of stuff and, uh, just got a bunch of projects done. He was just spectacular. And it's like, and I love the idea of doing this. It used to be that Ernie and Erica would come out like three times a year and, uh, teach the boots all kinds of stuff. And so I kind of feel like there's just lots and lots and lots more down that road. Um, and I, earlier I was talking about for the boot camp, it would be great to have a matriarch. I think it would be great for somebody to come in and, uh, just cook a wonderful dinner for the boots. Um, and, you know, really nurture them for a bit. Uh, hell, if you could only come by for a week, that would be terrific. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people come by saying they're going to do something like that. And then, um, they don't do anything. <laughs> they just, they just keep the boots from doing their work. Really is all they do. And, um, so we've had people who, uh, come in the separate program. So they rent a, a structure and then they come and they cook something for the boots, which is terrific. That makes sense. But, uh, um, anyway, it's like, it's, I wish for, Big good things for the people that come into the boot camp and for them to be, to, to feel even better. Now granted, the half-assed holidays, I love the idea of having ringers out for the half-assed holidays. And I love the idea of filling the boot camp because people want to come for the half-assed holidays. And, and we've got a bunch of new half-assed holidays for this year. I think that's a podcast in itself. Uh, next up, Evelyn. I've talked about the Evelyn role a little bit. <clears throat> And, uh, Jeff is super jazzed about doing lots and lots and lots of stuff for the Evelyn role. But we're designed, the Evelyn program that we have is designed to have like many Evelyns here. And so the Evelyn, Evelyn is the word that we use, uh, for the, uh, um, events and rentals. And so, uh, Evelyn will set up events and then, um, see to it that the events, everything about the event is taken care of. And then rent the structures for the events. And then when people are here, kind of act as a concierge of sorts, stuff like that. Um, love the idea of having lots of Evelyn's out here setting that up. And so maybe the thing is we got $500,000. Maybe we're going to like, I don't know, hire a couple of Evelyn's to kind of get the Evelyn machine going or whatever more so. Although we've had some people out that, that were here for the Evelyn role. And they just wanted the money and they didn't want to do the work. And that, of course, ended in 
complete failure. Um, so I don't know. Using the money to somehow make the Evelyn role really, really work. That would be great. Um, so um, uh, lots of events which would lead to probably more structures that could be rented and improving the infrastructure, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, virtual assistants, the VAs, the, the VA circus. Uh, there was a point in time uh, not long ago, a few months ago, where we I had nine VAs. Uh, now I have two. Um, and so uh, and every VA has a story. But um, one of the things that happened last year when I got this generous contribution from the benefactor is I was able to hire more VAs. And then because of that, then um, those VAs managed to get more advertising and develop relationships with other organizations and all kinds of this and that and the other thing and got stuff taken care of. They also made it so that uh, when there was a lot of VAs and we did a Kickstarter, the Kickstarter went really, really good. And um, now we're very low on VAs and we're kind of back to the old school Kickstarter. So uh, uh, it's, it's, I think that, that uh, if, if I had uh, $500,000, I think I would be far bolder in the VA department. And we've optimized our process for paying the VAs. So I think that there's a lot stronger incentive for the VAs to do their thing. Um, let's see. Uh, more fuel for podcasts and videos. Document all of our existing artifacts. Um, hire some natural builders to finish the wolf bodies and document the hell out of it. Um, I feel like there's 500 interesting things here that are currently not mentioned in a podcast and are not on YouTube. Um, uh, so, so Katie's been here and, and Katie, you were here like what, three or four years ago? Um, yeah, I think it was 2019. I mean, if nothing else, what about the thing that you put in? Have you seen a YouTube video about that? I heard, I heard it went pretty good, but not, not really. Did it, I mean, not, it got that- an overhaul. It's been, it's been improved on, but the thing is, there is no video of it. And and what I'm trying to say is I think there's like 500 video-worthy things here now for which there is no video on YouTube. And and I mean there's just there's constantly things being built and constantly things being done, all kinds of interesting and fascinating things. In fact, I imagine that a lot of you have seen the um the BRK threads posted by the boots that post three pictures a day and you'll see things in there and it's like why isn't there a video of that so um it's it's like i just i just kind of feel like so if i if if we receive this $500,000 i kind of feel like i would want to somehow find a way to hire somebody to make videos of the things that we have. Maybe some of it could be spun up into full-on Kickstarters, but I think for a lot of it, it would just be good YouTube fodder. 
Um, let's see. Maybe put some ultra YouTube bounties on some bigger YouTube projects. Uh, detailed use of the two solar food dehydrators. Detailed use of napweed. I think that's a big one. Detailed use of annualized thermal inertia at the Wafatis. Um, Kickstarter engine. Uh, I, oh, look at this list. I should have used this list. I needed a list like this. So I was thinking, like, didn't I make a list like this? Now I see where I put it. Um, I, I, I've, I don't know how many people have told me that what we need to do is to make a movie about willow feeders. Um, and that that's, that, and, and I've, I know that this last PTJ, two different people told me that the willow feeder system that we have here, is the best thing that we have for the whole property and that it needs to be documented and shared because it's so much better than the other alternatives that are out there. And um, I feel there's a lot of truth to that, but it's like um, all we need is, I don't know, the resources. But um, uh, to make a Kickstarter for a movie for a Wafati home, a uh, Kickstarter for a movie for a freezer Wafati, um, maybe with enough money, Alan Booker can be persuaded to let us record him teaching a PDC. Um, alternative water harvesting. So we're currently working on the humus well. Uh, there was some stuff about the spring terrace, but we could like make a movie about spring terraces and humus wells. Um, and a variety of other things for getting water off of dry land. Natural swimming pool. Uh, the whole Prenicky cabin project idea, Hugo culture. Apparently, people want to see a movie about Hugo culture, and I kind of have that in the um, uh, world domination gardening three movie set. But you know, I I think we could do something much much better than that. Uh, rocket heater for an apartment to be able to. To, break, to to be able to to get that to happen in an apartment, and there are ways. Uh, stuff about solar sawmill. Um, so let's see, this is Kickstarter stuff. A skip movie. Uh, a movie about dry stack techniques. So dry stack retaining walls, the moon gates. Uh, all dry stack foundations. There's all kinds of stuff where dry stack would really work. And dry stack is a great, great thing for natural building. Compost water heater. We've done it before here. And um, it's time to do it again and do it properly, but with funding. Uh, replacing, have a whole movie dedicated to replace irrigation with permaculture. Um, another big one, which I've talked about this podcast a few times before, is the GAMCOD idea, where um, grow a million calories on an acre of dirt. Um, and so uh, there's a there's a bunch of different ideas about how to turn that into a Kickstarter. And uh, uh, we've we've gone through three ideas, which have all failed. But I think another one is is like if we just had enough people. In the boot camp, we could do this. We could just do it and um, and then video that and share that. Um, 
Then comes the thing about, you know, making a movie about carbon footprint stuff. Oh, and here's a big project that we're very close to starting, but it would be started only during a PTJ. And that is the idea of how to build a round door. And more accurately, it would be how to engineer a wall to support a giant hinge, which then supports an 800-pound round door. All right. So those are all different ideas for Kickstarters. Um, I'm going to move on to the next item on the list. Oh, this was an interesting idea. I don't think I have it in me to do it, but with $500,000, I suppose I could explore hiring somebody to do it. Um, remake permaculture voices, but in Missoula. So um, Permaculture Voices was this glorious event in San Diego. 600 permaculture people attended. It was awesome. Um, I I think that it's... It is, it, it was the best permaculture event that has ever happened for all time. And so the suggestion is, is to, you know, make it happen again, but this time in Missoula. Um, lots of big speakers, you know, maybe 1200 people instead of 600. Okay. Now I'm, I've got one last little list to go through. That is um, kind of a different topic. So everything up until this moment has been to meet those criteria of it must affect global positive change and it must end up as a perpetual motion machine. So it must give $500 back. Jay, you got your hand up. Yeah, just real quick before you move on to the next list, I'm curious which of everything that you've read so far you are leaning towards or most excited about so far? I would have to say, um, like when it comes to advertising, finding a way to advertise to people with affiliate programs seems like that will get our products into a lot of other brains and be a perpetual motion machine. So there's that. The other one is, is that uh, I like the idea of um, having more events and having uh, the ringer system where we've got ringers coming in, uh, possibly hiring a matriarch um, in order to be able to make it easier to do events as well as make things more delightful for the uh, the boots and the boot camp. Um, and VAs. I would say um, to get to the point that we have eight good VAs that have been VAs for more than two years. Uh, I think I think that that's that's a big plus. I just like the VA program in general because so many people complain that there are no permaculture jobs, and so this would be a permaculture job that you can do from anywhere as long as you got a decent internet connection. And so um those would I guess that's where I where I kind of feel like the money would be 
best spent. Because if we do the ringer system with events and stuff, and we somehow make that happen, then we end up with more stuff to feed to the Kickstarter engine. Um, and the Kickstarter engine provides stuff which helps to infect more brains. And so um, combining that plan with the advertise on the affiliate marketing plan, I think, I think is very big. So I don't know. That's, that's my guess at this time. But, but again, it could be something that's a complete face plant. But I, I, I think that the VA program, for the most part, people would come and, and, and say, I'm going to do all this stuff. And then, and then like generally about six weeks, eight weeks later, they have to go for some reason, whatever the reason is. I have to. So it's like, well, wait, you committed to six months. I know, but, and then there they go. And so, uh, basically, you know, we measure how much did you bring in and how much did we pay you? And then, uh, usually they bring in like on their second month, they bring in like, I don't know, a hundred bucks, but we paid them several thousand dollars. And so it's like, okay, they didn't earn their keep, but we kind of don't expect them to earn their keep until about six to eight months in. Um, still it's like, you gotta go through 20 to get to the one. And so if we're gonna, if we wanna have eight, then we gotta get like 150 people to start the VA program. So, I don't know, that's, that's a thing where we kinda, we, we need to get there. We need to get to that. I, I would say I'd wanna put a lot of money into that. Because with that, we can start doing all these things like lining up speaking gigs. And, um, uh, Developing relationships with other organizations and, um, you know, those, those kinds of things, all the things that are just worky work. And it's like, you say something like, oh, it takes 10 hours of what feels like, you know, doing taxes. And it's like, granted, with a brand new VA, it'll probably be about 200 hours of their time plus 20 hours of my time to get to that 10 hours. Because they're learning and they, and they're trying to figure it all out as they go. And so, um, you know, this is kind of how it is in the beginning. But hopefully if we can get to the point that we've got, you know, like eight VAs and we bring in a new one, then the, the VAs with all the experience are teaching the ones that are new. I'd love to get the VA program really off the ground. And I, I think that's going to be a place where the money will be well spent. Okay. Now I have this new list and the new list is just stuff we got to spend money on. And, um, and so earlier I talked about the truck we have named Judy. So Judy's on the list and, um, and, and it's kind of like, and so I got, so, so I've got my name on the list. I paid the hundred bucks to be on the waiting list for a cyber truck, but, a, but I recently learned that the cyber truck can tow only 14,000 pounds, 
whereas a Ford F-350 can tow 21,000 pounds. And so it's kind of like, probably need something a little bit on the stouter side, and I kind of thought the Cybertruck would probably do better than a Ford F-350, but all right. You know, the bottom line is is that Judy is old, and we need something to replace Judy. We also have another little pickup truck that's a Ford Ranger. We call it Ranger Doug. And um, uh, it's also offline, and um, we're trying to see about getting it repaired, and we're we're struggling to get these vehicles even to get them repaired. Um, and uh, in the meantime, people are telling us about the Ford Maverick. It's a hybrid pickup, and uh, it's like twenty-two thousand dollars. So. Um, uh, I know that Jeff keeps saying, well, when the Kickstarter is done, let's get a Ford Maverick. And it's kind of like, I don't know if we'll even have that much money, buddy. So, um, but we, we also have a, a van that we call Toots and it's currently running, but it's not really happy to be running. It's also old and needs a lot of love. We have a, a RAV4, which is Fairly reliable. The check engine light loves to come on, and uh, it needs something about an oxygen sensor, and, and Des has been looking into that lately. Um, there's a note on here about purchasing. There's a new electric tractor out called a Monarch. They are, I believe, seventy or $80,000, but hey, what the hell? Put it on the list. Um. There's a note here to expand the PTJ. So if we had enough money, we could just make the PTJ twice as big. More instructors. And and let's get some bigger names of instructors. And maybe fly some instructors in from Europe for the PTJ. Things of that nature. Something that would make the video even better. Is, is to have even more or possibly even can we have a PTJ that's so glorious, magnificent that we'll come up with two movies out of it or something like that. Um, more gear and tools, uh, more excavator rental. And so we have an excavator, um, and I think it's time to sell it and use the funds to rent an excavator. Um, the amount of money we pay to keep it running is pretty significant also. The nice thing is is that it's around all the time, and we can use it whenever we want, whereas when you rent an excavator, you kind of don't get to choose so much. Uh, electric excavator. Oh, there's word of electric excavators on the horizon. Uh, get It'd be good to get more enclosed trailers just Places to store stuff that we can move around. Um, another well at the lab. So we have a well at the lab, and it produces three gallons a minute, so not unlimited water. Um, and uh, we have been putting a fair dent in the water, but now that we have unlimited water at uh, base camp, boy, it sure makes a difference. And so it's kind of like, boy, it would be great if we had that much water up at the lab. Yes, it would be. 
to stock up on rocket mass heater materials. Um, you know, when we have a buffet of materials, they all get used. And that's a big reason why a lot of people like to come to rocket mass, come and teach at rocket mass heater events here is because we have oodles of materials, but they are expensive and it'd be good to get even more. Uh, here I've got, oh, Alert's Nabby. We need to get, um, more blinds and window quilts for the annualized thermal inertia. We just need to do more and more and more in that space and do more testing. Um, we want to do a mycelium insulated ceiling, uh, and we want to uh, get greenhouse-like enclosures on the uphill side and the downhill side. Uh, more battery packs with solar panels. Um Another sawmill. So we have a solar sawmill right now, and um, we'd like to get something that can cut a little deeper. Um, a thing to try on the buy list is hire an advertising agency. So rather than buying ads, we could hire an advertising agency who would buy ads. And so they would do advertising for us. Um, I've never tried that before. I don't know how well it would work, but if I had a bunch of money, I would give it a shot. Um, more and better heliostats. So we had one. I think we still have one, but um, we keep burning through them. And uh, I think it would be good to get like uh, get something better. Get something a little, yeah, I've got a lot to say about heliostats. Uh, more electric bicycles. It would be great to get some uh, electric golf carts. Um, and there you go. That's my list. And, okay, that's all I got for this podcast. Does anybody have any questions or any other comments or anything else to go into this podcast? No? Is this the end? It looks like it's the end. I mean, it's only been, what, three and a half hours? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com, where we talk about how to spend money. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Homesteading and permaculture. All the time. All the time. Hey, this is T. Blankenship. Have you seen the new video of Wheaton Labs? It is permaculture awesomeness with all new and improved things like more rocket mass heaters, easy bake coffin, Willy Wonka, rocket cooktop 2.0, and the truly passive greenhouse. To see more, go to permies.com slash tour. Again, that is permies.com slash tour.